this foggy night has you on edge. Some monster has been attacking a lot lately. It wouldn't even have to try to hide if it tried to attack you tonight. You strain your eyes more than you normally would, just trying to search around and look at the features on the people around you. They're almost like shadows. When you're almost at home and your nerves are calming, you see another man. It's like another shadow going by. This time it was a little different. You can actually make out some features because it had glowing eyes. All the calm you built up was gone. You run towards the door while glancing back to see if the figure is chasing you. It disappeared from your sight as it seemed to have jumped. There was a deep thud above you that broke the quiet. Welcome to Creepy Critters. This is a cryptid podcast where I talk about cryptids. Um, the today with me is Rob. Hello. What What's your podcast? I have a uh, I co-host a podcast called Interrupted Tales. Um, we take old pulp and short stories and um, read them. Every episode is a complete story and with added commentary and jokes. So it's a little bit like Mystery Science Theater 3000 for crazy old pulp stories. Every genre possible. So you can find us at InterruptedTales.com. Um, I would like to air one grievance. Mm-hmm. You still have not done the, was it the men's adventure story yet? I have read more men's adventure stories than a sailor in the, in the 60s um, trying to find a good story. Part of it is uh, there's very... There's they're mostly some, boring. They're mostly boring. They're mostly... Um, "Quote unquote truth based exposés on you know some something that sounds sexy lesbian um, vampires yeah not even I wish lesbian vampires please give me that I'll take that any day um, yeah I'll take weasels ripping your flesh but um, yeah we've had some tr- I've had some trouble finding stories and there are a few of them of the good magazines that are still under um, copyright so. I'm trying, Jesse. I'm doing my best. And and when I do, it will be, it will be in your honor. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's what I need to hear. Cause, but yeah, um, you should definitely listen to it. Him and Alan have a really great rapport and I like listening to it a lot. Yeah. So we're going to talk about just a real limey bastard. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack. Are we, uh, are we going to pull out any really, really shitty English accents for this? Oi. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> this Wait. one's for all my friends on the Brit Pod scene. Hello, governor. No, no, here here's my core blimey. <laughs> what 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 what's all this then? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Spring Healed Jack, one of the um one of the older cryptids uh that you've covered right um well i mean you could argue that some of these cryptids have been around since time immemorial well yeah but this is this is one of the more well-reported cryptids that's true and i would and i would argue less of a cryptid and more of a um a b-tier venture brothers uh (laughs) villain (laughs) 
<laughs> he did make an appearance in the uh, in Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So well, uh, also also like um, I recently just watched all of Venture Brothers. Yeah, uh, not the newest season, but all of Venture Brothers. Hey, first off, that show is a goddamn masterpiece. It is oh, yeah. so the storytelling in it is so sophisticated. It's precise too. It's precise like, and like and like the world building so good that they can kind of just do a random story and you kind of get the context of it. Well, if and they you can, watch the stuff beforehand. Yeah, and they can take like characters that should be despicable or disposable and make them extraordinarily interesting. I mean, even in the early going, like the Fantastic Four characters or whatever they're called, I forget what they're yeah, called. It's the been a impossibles. while. Yeah, yeah. Like they 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 do a Really good job of characterizing them in this silly, insanely kind of gross cartoon. Um, there's a lot of great characterization, and also yeah, I love it because they only come out only uh, like every two years or yeah, so. Yeah, if we're lucky. If we're lucky, maybe every three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see them slowly become more progressive. Oh, for sure. Like it's. Uh, cause, cause let me tell you, the Dr. Girlfriend stuff, super transphobic the first two seasons. Third season, like, perfectly fine representation of a woman who's just not conventional. Well, again, they actually make her a character. Yeah. Which they- is what I think it excels at. Even, um, Dr. Morpheus? That's the name, right? Yeah. It's It's been a couple Dr. years. Dr. Orpheus. Dr. Orpheus, thank you. I, um... I, th- during one of the breaks, I unfortunately got off and mean to catch up at some point, but like, even like that and his daughter and stuff, like they, they took some time after the first couple of seasons to really bring life to people. Cause yeah, Dr. Girlfriend is tricky, Dr. you know, and they kind of just went for it and figured it out as they got along, but as they went along, but they got there, which yeah, is nice. And, and it's just a pretty good show and everyone should watch it. Maybe, you know. If you watch the first seasons, maybe don't revisit them. Because um, while they are good, th- th- you have to go through a big old minefield of stuff that would fly in 2003 and not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Three and four, though, are epic. Those are fantastic. It seasons. only gets better from there as well. Uh, yeah. So. I, but this has been Venture Brothers Minute. And, uh, <laughs> well, technically it does relate because, uh, what I was going to bring up was, um, that the orb episode where you get like the old timey, yeah, old timey before the guild and before like all the superhero stuff, right? The, the setup they have with the guild and the OSI and, you know, pairing people up against each other to fight in a safe way. So it doesn't like destroy society, which is also a really fun setup. Sorry, but uh, but he looks like a background character in one of those flashbacks. And yeah, if they ever do flashback episodes to or no more flashback episodes to the pre pre kind of superhero thing, this Spring Hill Jack would fit in perfectly. And we'll have a picture up on the uh, Hodgepod Facebook group as well as the um, as well as the Twitter. Are you going to use? Um, the one from the Penny Dreadful. There's an awesome one. Uh, there's a couple of really awesome ones. The one yeah. I want to do is the one where it's it looks like a guy in a suit, looks a primitive like superhero suit jumping over and being like someone's being like ah. It's That's not even one. at night. It's the day. It's like I know exactly which one you're talking about. That's yeah. the best one. It's pretty good. 
That's yeah. what I think about. But let's talk about actually talk about Spring Hill Jack. All right. We kind of talked around the way he looks, but let's go. Let's let's go by the official description in one of the one of the books written about him and other flying humanoids. <laughs> Which I would consider not flying because he obviously just has those wings for show. But we'll whatever. See, we get into an early Superman debate, you know, where he's just jumping or is he flying? It's uh it's um you know, it's tricky. It's tricky. So here's the description of it. Cuz most of this episode is going to be about sightings. Um so here's the description. In Ken, Ken Gethard's book Encounters with Flying Humanoids, Gethard describes Jack as so named because of his inherent ability to bound effortlessly through the air. Springhill Jack was greatly feared by the residents of suburban London during the 1830s. A diabolical supervillain of sorts. He was usually described as being tall, thin, cloaked in a tight, tight-fitting oil-skin suit, as well as a flowing cape. He gained notoriety when he began to accost solitary young women by ripping their clothes with steely claws while he'd breathe noxic blue flames in their faces. To this day, no one is sure of Jack's true identity, nor where the nefarious uh, scoundrel came from. Spooky. Super spooky. So, <laughs> so I'm literally just describing like a Victoria era, like villain. Yes, just- it's it's literally a supervillain from like, the Victorian like, era. So as like uh so like in sixteen oh two, like Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. writ, writ written um I mean it's a little bit earlier than that, but like I'm thinking like he would fit he would basically just fit in like colonial America to just like Civil War, like he, like there's a certain time like I feel like there's like a hard cut off for this being something that someone would be scared of. Oh yeah, no, that's that's true actually, because it really works well in kind of the foggy early nineteenth century London. You're like, oh okay, that's a creepy bad guy, and then I think it, he runs like seventy years of sightings or something close to that, and uh, you know the, that makes it more mysterious. But you put that character in other situations or that legend in other situations, and yeah, it's kind of. Could goofy. be anything. Could be no. like uh, could be goofy. Could be a superhero type character. Could be super like villain. A super villain. Yeah, it's he's got a costume check. He's got um, accoutrement. You know, he doesn't have a science gun. Sorry, Jesse, but he does have the steel claws. Uh, he breathes he, fire. He breathes fire, so he's got a power, and uh, and he's got everything you need. And then you just insert personality or character or whatever you want to it boom perfect character i love it yeah whenever whenever i think about about this dude like i he almost would fit in like a early like a super early superhero comics like i'm oh, talking yeah. like like in the 20s leading into the 30s so yeah i mean like a shadow type time where He'd be sometimes, like a villain of the shadow well and sometimes the shadow the original shadow at first was quite villainous and scary like you know how batman always says i'm gonna dress up like a bat to strike fear in the hearts of criminals because they're 
cowardly and superstitious, but like he never really does anything with that. Rarely. I mean, he kind of had a second or two of it in the first Batman. Well, the, 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 the burden first Batman movie. Um, he's like, I am Batman, Batman, whatever. But like, he never really plays off that scary part too much. And, but the shadow totally does like, he's totally kind of scary and creepy, but he's a good guy. I think when uh, a good writer or good, like has a hold of Batman, they do that. Like I think in the uh, Telltale game, oh the yeah, Batman one, they mm-hmm. do an amazing sequence where it is you're paying you're playing from the angle. You're not playing as Batman. You're playing as as one of the people he's taking down. Yeah, and it's actually like kind of terrifying. Yeah, that because like so no, so, I yeah. think and I think that's usually I love that approach again. Going back to Batman, um, the Batman the Animated Series episode with the kids telling stories about Batman. And have you ever seen that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and you know, one of them is like, oh, really, like, kind of Adam West type keeper Batman. And one of them is like a really, like, half bat vampire type creature. And, <laughs> you know, I love that. And it's like, there is that scariness of the unknown. And so, you know, back in Victorian London things were happening. People disappeared. Like it was just a really kind of crap place to live. Um, and this might, was this pre Victorian actually? Cause wasn't she 50? Wait, no. Under the Victorian, was this, this might Georgian? be the Edwardian age. Oh I mean, yeah. Edwardian, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm bad in my ages. And again, the Brit pod scene's not going to be pleased with me about this, but um, it's uh, yeah. But anyway, like you just, this fetid kind of town, <laughs> Sorry, Londoners. Um, and it's uh, at that time, and you just, it fits in well. And I love that, that, that kind of, you get the characters you deserve for the time you deserve. And uh, that's that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be this creepy creature that comes out of the fog and grabs people and disappears. This is the Victorian era by just one year. Okay, good. I, if, if nothing, we should be completely accurate about um, the monarchy in the, in the timeline. Because it starts at ni- 1837. Okay, perfect. Yeah, 1838 was the first, right? Well, technically it was 1837. But okay, the, okay. But that was the first like official account. But Okay, but we're not even to that point yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm jumping because ahead. Because this is a thing that I was able to actually look up because I, I saw mention of it in some of the research, but you can actually look this up, this letter. Um, and it's a letter from the Lord Mayor of London in the London Times. Oh, I did a little research myself. This is great. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so it appears that some individuals have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion. He durst not take himself uh, the task of visiting uh, uh, many of the villages near London. Wait, sorry. Durst not? I don't understand what that is. Durst not. It's clearly a reference to Fred Durst. Obviously, um, because because like I thought I thought it meant something else, but I'm reading longer and it's not that it doesn't track it doesn't track but whatever so he that he durst not take upon himself the the task of visiting many of the villages near london in three different disguises a ghost a bear and a devil Mm. moreover 
he does not enter a gentleman's garden for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. <laughs> the wager, however, has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens of their families. <laughs> Dark. Okay, so like I, I get most of this. Mm-hmm. It's just the that he durst not take upon the task. Like I'm just like, what does durst mean? I mean, obviously it's Fred Durst, but what what is durst? Let's, let's, I've never heard it. I've never heard it. I, it sounds like doesn't is how I would just kind of blithely put it in my head. But uh, durst not. Uh, yeah, it seems like doesn't. But I don't know where the durst comes from. I don't know. Well, I mean, probably from Mrs. Durst. <laughs> At one house, the man rang the bell, and the servant coming to open the door, worse than this, worse than brute, stood in no dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was that a poor girl immediately swooned. Has never in that moment been in her sense. You know, this is this is what this podcast has been missing, Jesse. Swooning. Not enough swooning. <laughs> Hand on forehead, swoon. <laughs> the affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that there has been that there has the whole history at their fingertips. But though in though interesting Interested modems are induced to remain silent. So that's uh so um I don't really know why they what they're saying in this. Because <laughs> you could probably hear I'm just like, why are they cause like one, okay, the one paragraph is just like okay, like, you know mm-hmm. the string hill jack was being a being more like a shit hill jack. And uh, knocked on a door, is just like, yo, yo, young woman, booga, booga, booga. And she went insane, hysterical. Yeah, like like they do. You know, yeah, they've been there wondering mm. wombs. We best, we best keep sweet things away from their legs or their wombs will crawl out of their, crawl out of their holes. That's what happens. I, I, I've heard yeah, of it. So. But yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know half the things they're saying there. So. No, this is clearly the mayor just covering his ass in case uh, in case there are more murders or attacks. He can be like, "Yeah, guys, I totally mentioned this. Yeah, I didn't say anything specific, but you know, I totally mentioned this already. We're on it." So, um, the first accounts. Sorry, I'm now I'm getting into the to the to the accounts now. So, nope, please. Um, some of these we'll probably get a little bit of laugh at because um, some of these are just real ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, on this podcast, there's a ridiculous account of somebody meeting a oh, I mean, I mean, the last episode definitely had nothing to do with a ridiculous account of someone meeting a cryptid, and they definitely <laughs> met this thing and did not lose their pet snake. I swear half of these are just people trying to get off of work. Uh, I can't come in today. I, I saw a bear man in a tree. 
I'm sorry. sorry. I saw our Seep Squatch and his his chest was rippling. <laughs> I just could, I couldn't, I couldn't help but to stare at this strange creature that was running at me down a hill in the moonlight. <laughs> Just glistening. <laughs> <laughs> just move. Uh, by the way, just move those bottles around. They they did nothing to do with this at all. Um, can I get you a drink? No. Okay. Let me tell you more about this. Uh, it's rippling ribs were really really interesting to see. And um, oh no, I don't think I'll be in next week. Um, and uh, yeah, it was spooky. I mean, dude, so spooky, spooky. especially with his broad shoulders. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> The story suddenly changes. <laughs> he approached with his Please shoulders. listen to the Sheep Squatch episode. Or the Herd of Creepy Sheep, sheep I think, what I heard it. Because, um, yeah, the Sheep Squatch, a Wood Sheep Squatch account, sound like it was, like, like out of one of those, like, weird erotica novels you can buy. <laughs> oh, like the Chuck no, Tingle? No, not a Chuck Tingle ones. one. Like, more like, you know, having sex with dinosaurs. Oh, that's, that's, Chuck Tingle's well, got no, a few of does, those. But, like, you know, Chuck Tingle... Genius! Oh, he knows, he knows what, he's, what doing. he's doing. I it, agree. A, it, feels, it feels way more like being taken by a raptor than like. <laughs> but whatever. Um, Go to Amazon now and search for "I was taken by a raptor," and I guarantee yeah. it exists. Guarantee. But uh, yeah, so the first account of Springhill Jack was made in London in night in eighteen thirty seven. Which is the first year of the Victorian era. So, guess what? We're right. Nice. We were not wrong in the beginning. Nope. Nope. Chip, chip, yep. cheerio. Radio mate. We know what we're yep. doing. Gore blimey. We're <laughs> <laughs> it's all sixes and sevens. <laughs> the, first, the first report of Jack was from a businessman returning late returning home late one night from work who told of being suddenly shocked when a mysterious figure jumped with ease over the high railings of a cemetery landing right in his path no attack was reported but the submitted description was disturbing a muscular man with devilish features oh mm. okay so far, I'm so like far, it. Nothing so far, nothing wrong with including this. Yeah. large pointed ears and a nose and protruding gloating eye. <laughs> see, lost it. Yeah, someone could make it work. Some people could make yeah, it work. So, like, it's more the pointed nose. Well, yeah, and the ears. Well, see, no, the ears I mean, are... you could, he could just be an elf. He could just be like a rough, just a, just a devilishly handsome, muscular man who's also an elf. Also, also the protruding glowing eyes. Not super into. Yeah, but you know, it's nighttime. This guy maybe invented parkour. He's jumping over fences. And, you know, he suddenly pops up in front of this guy. It could be just the, the reflection of the gas lamps in his it eyes. Could be. Hey, when those, those eyes. Spring-heeled Jack. The sexiest Dude, I'm cryptid. not like when we, have the, when we put the picture up, I'm not joking. I would be, like, that would be a cool, I would probably be into a dude who could pull that cosplay off. <laughs> he's got awesome they always put him in awesome heels like his boots always have like pretty awesome heels he's got the cape uh like yeah it's a good, it's a good good solid it, it is it is um so the yeah. best known incidents involved in, in instances involving screen, uh, spring hill jack was the attack on two teenage girls lucy scales yeah. and jane alsop <laughs> Sorry. 
It just sounds so the made up. The Alsop report was was widely covered by the newspapers. Oh, and it's a great show on MSNBC oh, it is. as well. It is. Uh, the Alsop report is is the best reporting you'll get. Like, there's not a lot of bias in it. They play it late at night, so the advertisers aren't as in power. Right, right. So you know, they, she's gonna she's gonna say it as yeah. like it is. That's that's what I like about her. Yeah, like it just it just kind of sucks that like you know ratings drive everything. Like it'd be great if she was a primetime yeah. player, but yeah. not meant to be. Apparently. But <laughs> she reported that on the night of February nineteenth, eighteen thirty eight, she answered the door to her uh, father's house, claiming uh, to a man claiming to be a police officer. Mm. Who told her to bring a light, claiming, we have caught Spring Hill Jack here in the lane. She brought the person a candle, and noticed that he was wearing a large cloak. The moment she handed him the candle, however, he threw off the cloak and presented the most hideous and frightful appearance. Vomited blue and white flame from his mouth, and his eyes resembled red balls of fire. Elsop reported that he wore a large helmet that is clothing, which appeared to be very tightly fitting and resembling a white oil skin. So it's a tight-fitting tight-fitting suit with a large helmet. Yeah. I'll just let that sit there. Uh, without, without a word, <laughs> he caught hold of her and began tearing her gowns with his claws, which she were certain were some sort of metallic substance. Uh, She screamed for help and managed to get away from him and ran towards the house. He caught her on the step and tore her neck and arms with his claws. She was rescued by one of her sisters, which, after her assailant, fled. I feel like that's a pretty good story. That's pretty good. I like the sister saving her. That's cool. Um, But I got to say, as a supervillain type creature, not very effective. No, no. But like, I do. I like. I like how like the angle he went with, though. It's like, hey, I'm a police officer. Let's 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 get this Spring Hill Jack person in this alleyway, this deserted alleyway. Young lady. Knock at the door late at night. It's like Landshark. <laughs> uh Candygram. Um Children so for someone, UNICEF. Someone got you a kissogram. Uh it's the uh it's the cops and uh they totally I totally caught me. I mean Spring Hill Jack. Um and uh just let us in. Bring a candle, please. Don't know why, but bring a candle. <laughs> Why did he ask for the candle? He's got flames coming out of his eyes, and and I mouth. like I like how he breathes flames as well. It's pretty good. It's pretty sure. good. Doesn't use it though. I think it's just a byproduct of uh, potentially demonic bad breath. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's not like uh, he's uh, dragonishly shooting flames at people. No, I don't think he is either. Yeah, so that's the that's the first like major report anyway and this has kind of caught everyone this caught the london world of flame juicy stuff so uh, in the 28th of february 1938 
Lucy. 18. 18. So 1838. 1838, please. Again, Sorry. accuracy. Above 1838. All. Lucy Scales, who was eight. <laughs> Lucy Scales. See, I also I also really like the uh the competing show. Uh Scales of Justice. Um <laughs> 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 Because, like, I, sometimes it really depends on what's going on. I have to flip between them. But, like, you know, Lucy Scales and Jane Aesop's, like, Alsop, like, they they do something we need in the news media. It's just, I just wish it wasn't so driven by profits. That's the thing. They speak the voice of, they speak for the voice of powerless and to the voices of power. But they're not heard because they put them on at three in the morning and scales of justice can't compete with your cavudos and your I don't know anyone else but those shitbags and um they just can't compete yeah she was returning uh, with her sister from a brother's house in lime in limehouse which i guess is i guess is where uh, all the limey brits come from that's the where the jack the ripper sh- stuff happened oh. later on oh. interesting mm. As they mm-hmm. were passing the Green Dragon Alley. Diagon Alley? Green, da- green, green Dragon Alley, which I I guess uh-huh. she came across a green dragon. Oh, no, she came across a man in a large cloak. Uh, who uh-huh. unexpectedly spurted some sort of a blue flame onto her face, disabling her sight and triggering violent fits, Ooh. which would continue for hours. Oh, blindness and fits. I like that. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not great. It's not the worst. It's not great. So she was, uh, that was it? That's, That's it. Well, I mean, she lost her sight, so, I, so like, there was no more sighting after that. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as she, it was a one like, as soon as she lost her vision, it's just like, well, this is no longer a sighting. This is a thing that is happening to me. Technically, it's a hearing from then on, uh, and a little bit of a well, smelling. See, and the that thing is, is like she did bring enough evidence with her for the hearing, so like he just got away. Like typical Victorian justice. Speaking of Victorian just Victoria Justice, uh, I don't really have anything for that, but I know the name. Uh, if I'm thinking of the right person, that is a person who was very popular in the Nickelodeon, uh, Nickelodeon era, and what ah, no, in one okay. of the Nickelodeon eras, um, she had a right. show called Victorious. Ah, uh, okay. So this was the creepy Dan Schneider, yeah. Era. Yeah, it was it was like post okay. post iCarly. Like it was okay, it, right, it happened right. a long time big time rush. Um <laughs> uh, don't ask me why I know this so much about this. Um but um it also it also uh the reason why we have Ariana Grande is because of Victorious. Oh, yeah, she was on she, that. She played uh it wasn't cat. There was another person. She was. It was another person who looked like Ariana Grande. But she. But one of the reasons we have her is because of that era. And then she never grew no, again. No, she looks like a weird pixie baby. Person. I was gonna say sexy baby, but like, but that would actually <laughs> kind of describe her aesthetic, though. 
It kind of does actually. I, and have you seen those pictures on the internet that she likes? Well, what am I like? Fucking someone who reads us <laughs> weekly. Anyway, like I see these pictures on the internet that she likes to be carried places when she's tired because she probably weighs like 80 pounds and she has huge security guards. So there's all these pictures of her being carried like out of the venue and into her bus or whatever, or to a store or whatever, because she likes to be carried. And I guess if I was like a pixie little tiny thing, I would love that too. But uh, still a little well, weird. Well, there's also, there's, there's also this paparazzi picture, like one of them, where like she looks like a tiny child because like she has like lollipops, she has like pigtails and everything. She's with her boyfriend. And it's just like, and he, she's oh. so a small thing. I'm just like, well, you know, like, cause like, oh, yeah, there's, I, yeah, but no, you know, it's it's something. I don't know what we're talking about this. <laughs> oh, you didn't read the uh, image uh, Ariana Grande Springfield Jack crossover? Oh, Seri- oh that was mini- pretty- serious? like I thought that was Boom Studio. <laughs> oh, it was IADW. It was somebody like that, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, the art kind of sucked, but you know, it was it was pretty good. Talking about Boom Studios, real quick. Sorry. Um, but uh, if you want to read some like pretty good like like Planet of the Apes cross like something else. Oh, there was a, a Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, there one, was right? there was a Star Trek one. There was also a Green yeah. Lantern one. I heard the Star Trek one was actually yeah. pretty good. Uh, there's um, a uh, King Kong crossover. Ooh. I do love classic Planet yeah, of the Apes, and man. and uh, there was another one where they crossed over with um, Tarzan. Okay, it's interesting. Oh. Well, I guess he's Lord of the Apes. I mean, well, okay, well, well, I can I'll, see I'll, it. I'm just could saying, like you know, if you just want, if you want some like good, like you know, Planet of the Apes content with those <laughs> with those like classic Planet of the Apes people, I do love it. I do love it, but that's probably I'm probably really, really sounding old well, to no, as a person who right as a person now. who's like what fifty years younger than you. I'm joking, <laughs> something like that, um, something like I, that. I really yeah. like the classic Planet of the Apes as well. Oh, I do. I mean, I I'm not that old that it was like new. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you, you remember you remember waiting in the line for the first one when you were when oh, you were I remember, yeah I just, when you're. 35 I, I was 35 yeah i was 35 i just had my uh, fourth child and um a new movie was coming out planet of the apes and i had read the french novel but i said how could they turn this into a movie and you and you remember you do remember the uh the french novel because you also were in line first day it was out when you're around like what Oh, something like that. Yeah, the, the the original. See, the original translation was terrible. So, but when they did the retranslation uh, in several years later, uh, it, it was quite quite. Uh, you know, us apes ape heads were uh, first in line for that, um, and uh, it really. I, I've lost my track. Yeah, yeah you know, all you because <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to bring it back. All to you needed was like three more words, and it just fizzled uh, out. And they couldn't come to so, me. But but yeah, speaking of uh, a good crossover, Spring Hill Jack at Planet of the Apes. Pretty good. Oh, right there. They, they both can yeah. jump. So right there, that's uh, that's taking on one of his major yeah. powers. Takes that out. Um, he can still breathe fire. still got the claws, but they've got claws yeah. too. It's good. It's yeah, good so, stuff. 
Um, so like the sightings kind of died down after a while. Like there were there weren't any more. You know, most of the sightings in like the the thirties were just like, "Hey, I saw this person," and that was it. Uh, but then there was a little bit more, a little bit more uh, to go off of. About forty years later. That's longevity. Yeah, I like so, that. So, and this is this is in London as well. I think so. Anyway, uh, it didn't give me like London. It just it says in August eighteen seventy seven, an Aldershot bur- uh, barracks in North Camp Central Road. Sure, it sounds sound, like London. It sounds like something. It's it doesn't sound like an American naming convention. Anyway, so no, <laughs> yeah, no. a century came across a strange figure who advanced towards him and slapped him several times in the face. (laughs) I like that opening move from Springfield. (laughs) Slap, slap, emasculate the guy, and then then get on to devilish business. Yeah, he jumps and is just like, hey, slap, 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 slap. (laughs) (laughs) Slap fight. Uh, A guard shot him with no fail, and then the mysterious figure mysteriously disappeared with astounding leaps so i like i feel like i feel like we could make this into like a pretty good short dramatic short oh yeah do you want to improvise one right now that's not bad okay okay all right uh, let's do it i'll breathe spring hill jack which means i don't talk i just just doing sound effects so you're you're the you're okay. the uh you're the I'm yeah, a century. century. Yeah, I'm so a, so okay. okay. It's uh, it's at night. It's <clears throat> at night. So mm-hmm. it's at night. I'm doing my doing yep, yep. my walk. Yep, okay, you know. My okay, okay. Thing. Scene start. Whistling. Scene start. Uh, hello. W- what's all this then? Slap 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 slap. Then and then I'm just and then and then uh, then a guard shows up. <laughs> Oi! Shoot that one! Bang! Hey, well, he jumped away. <laughs> Scene. Okay, I feel I, th- I feel like that was pretty good. Uh, you know, I do feel I need a little more stage time. I I, I think I could have brought some more out, but you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go yeah. with my gut. I, okay. I felt it. So then now we're we're skipping even further and in another continent. Mm. Ooh, I didn't see that. Old, in the good old U.S. of A. Right before the turn That's of the century, old. still technically in the Victorian age. That's right. Still in the Victorian age and uh, doing it, doing it New World style. Where it was will it? in eighteen ninety two. Uh, a a seven to twelve foot tall phantom dressed in all right white with horns on its head was seen spitting fire in the vicinity of the jail in Raymond Street in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> hey, he's a hipster. He's just dressing that way to be cool. That was the cool hipster way at the time. You wear horns and uh, breathe fire. So um, I like that one because it it this is a, this is an actual sighting. This is not a happening. Which I would say that you know most of these are more happenings, like events. Yeah. This is a sighting. Someone's just like, yeah, that guy, that guy over there is either seven or twelve foot tall. There's a huge difference. Can't <laughs> that is a huge, huge difference. difference. It's seven to twelve foot. Can't really tell. Like he's either a really <laughs> tall whole- normal force person or a small giant. Don't know. <laughs> Can't tell. All I know is that 
he has horn on his horn on his head, is dressed in all white. <laughs> I could have been seeing the devil. Maybe the seven to twelve. Maybe it was the horns that made up the difference. Maybe they were like five foot tall horns, and that made it a little difficult to tell the scale. Maybe. Well, I'm just thinking though. Like he could have just seen the devil because my favorite interpretation of the devil, anyway, Satan or let's say mm. I'm going to say Satan, Lucifer, Lucifer. Because yeah, Cause it, yeah, yeah I'm going to say Lucifer is a, is a businessman, and I like it when he's like a southern fried gentleman as well. Oh, you like see I um I have to admit a weird fondness for Al Pacino and the Devil's Advocate as Satan. See, I, I, I just like I like a I like just like a uh like a rich confederate. <laughs> so he's like a plantation. Yeah, like like, like guy. a plantation, like, like a plantation, plantation type of guy, like white suit, uh-huh. like really well trimmed uh-huh. be- beard. Oh, I like this. But there's always something off, like his nails are dirty or something, or a little too no, long. Well, no, well, well the yeah. different well the thing that's off is like he has he has a uh-huh. uh, he has a cataract in one of his eyes. That's what's off. Ah. But like he's always <clears> impeccable. <throat> like he has like a, a white suit, never seems to get dirty. Then like maybe a carnate red carnation. And, like, sometimes and sometimes you know? whenever whenever you see him, you could swear like his the eye that has a cataract in it like glows a little bit. And something strange mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. I like this. So you've convinced me. How do I sign up for your Church of Satan? I would love that Satan. I would say Lucifer, because <laughs> like you know, there's also like Beelzebub, as, like you know, Azazel and stuff like that. All of them have different things, yeah. but like Lucifer. Well, Lucifer is the OG, Lucifer's the OG. You know? He's the actual That's... like angel. The rest are demons, right? Right. The rest, the, the, he's the fallen one. He was an angel, game, you know, fell, game, lord of the demons. But the other guys, Azazel and. Uh, Asamondius, oh, I, I think. Up a bunch of, of, yeah, Asamonda, something like that, Beelzebub. Um, yeah, those guys, they just kind Dagon. of appear. Much like, yeah, much like a lot of people just kind of appear all of a sudden. Um, he had his uh, cadre of demons. So, yeah, Lucifer, I'm with you. I'm also, with you. Also, you know, just watch Supernatural. It's pretty good. You should, like, I like their interpretations as well. What was that show going off here? It came out around the same time as Supernatural originally. So, like a billion and a half years ago, or maybe a couple years after. But it had the devil in it. Reaper? Um, and it was Ray Reaper? Wise. Oh, dude, yeah. Reaper is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it never yeah, that was got, awesome. it never, like, it ended on the biggest cliffhanger. Yeah, because nobody watched it, but I mean, the, the Ray Wise was so good. <laughs> That's what I want. It's That's like a Lucifer. less feminist uh, Buffy. I, yeah, I'm not. I am. Um, I'm not a Buffy guy. I'll just say that. Uh, I I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, I won't say anything bad no, about it. It's not it, bad. It's, it's not bad. It's, it just it just feels no, very of its no. time, and I feel like if you watched it way later, like I did. Like, you can appreciate yeah. it, but at the same time, like, you can see other things that have done it better. Yeah, and there's, for all the good stuff, there's a lot of filler. Because they had to do so many episodes a season that, like, you know, the ones that people remember, yeah, they're good. They're interesting. But there's also, a lot also, of Also, it's one of the only shows that stayed on UPN for more than five episodes. So... <laughs> <laughs> It was no homeboys in outer space. I'll tell you that. That was a that was a real show, folks. Go to Wikipedia and look up homeboys in outer space. Scotty was remember in the, it. Remember Good that times. one show about uh, 
about Abe Lincoln? And he had like a sassy slave friend. <laughs> I, uh, you mean, what was it? The Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer? Like that. Is that what you're <laughs> referring to? I just saw a thing. Chai McBride was in that. And I just it, saw it a thing. It like five episodes. And like they had like, they had like a sassy slaves. Yeah, he was he was Abe Lincoln's like personal secretary or something, and so he was a freeman. But yeah, they kind of had to make slave jokes. So I think one yeah, of the first did as bad I as long as one of the first scenes was them making a, a, a joke about someone being lynched close by. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was <laughs> UPN was great. Um, but sorry, uh, <laughs> just like UPN, spring <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Not not so many, not that many sightings. You know, very few episodes, but uh, but they Made have their impression. place in history. Yeah, it's got his fans. I believe, if I'm correct, I believe his last sighting was in Liverpool. Yeah, please tell me about that because I because I kind of stuck around like the like the Victorian age. Yeah, the last sighting, I, and I can't tell you much because uh, I don't have it in front of me, <laughs> but the last sighting was in like 1904, I want to say, um, in Liverpool. And I don't, I don't remember the details, but it wasn't, it was, it was somewhat memorable, but it was kind of, it was so late in the Spring Hill Jack Cannon, and it was so like, I think more influenced by, serial killer stuff which had already started to happen after jack the ripper and everything that it didn't really feel the same it wasn't the same as a copy of a copy a variety of just absolutely bonkers uh paranormal a- explanations have been proposed <laughs> okay this okay. i gotta hear i did i didn't do the ones that were just like what probably happened because i know what probably happened a dude got his jollies <laughs> by dressing up like a bat and beating up people yeah, oh, wait, we're, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about Batman, sorry. <laughs> You're not talking about Batman. Uh, but, no, a, dude, a dude got his jollies say... by, you know, scaring people and not beating up mentally ill people. And instead right. of using his mass wealth to maybe treat the mentally ill, which is apparently just a revolving door of crime because there's no proper health care. This is, this is uh, you know, clearly you have been bought out by the anti-Arkham folks. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is fake news, Jesse. They do a good job. They're, they're in there every day with your Jokers and your Zazzes and uh, trying to do what they can. See, I just, like, they, it's very explicit that he just beats up mentally ill people. Well, no, and it's very true. Like the, you know, you've got Ar- Arkham Asylum and all this. Like, why couldn't Bruce Wayne just buy it? Because, like, it's obviously that it's corrupt and it doesn't work. It doesn't work as like a asylum because they don't keep them in there and they also don't rehabilitate them. No, and it's a revolving door for these guys. Uh, they're not getting any mental help. They're creating new people. Look at uh, Harley Quinn. Like they're creating new super villains. <laughs> Like this is why I always kind of like the trickster over over the um, Joker a lot, because because okay. like the Flash doesn't want to beat him up because he knows he's mentally ill and he tries to make sure he's okay. Just like, looking he, out he's for like, him. It's just like okay, you've been doing this stuff. We need to you know get you back on your meds and everything so you're not you know hurting people. Yeah. No, was, he had a long-term plan. He was thinking ahead. Batman is just like, oh, there's a guy in front of me. I'm going to punch him. Yeah, also, whatever. I'm not here talking to talk about my gripes about 
Batman. And we do love Batman. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, don't, I, I, I like, like Batman. Batman that much. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to say something here. Uh, I like Batman. I like the, but the thing with Batman is that there are, the, the villains are the best part and there are good Batman uh, stories. There is Batman as a character. Not really good. If you think about it too long. It's a supporting cast that tends to be better, yeah. but because otherwise it's just angst and money, and that's not that much yeah, fun. Yeah, and also like he's a billionaire, which inherently means he's at least a little evil, if not implicitly evil. Yeah. So, see, yeah. I.e., give it all I. away, not fixing Gotham like he can. Yeah, it literally. it's not a oh maybe he could try no he could literally just by buying arkham would change the whole city arkham and put actual competent people like in charge Mm -hmm. and everything maybe strengthen the security up yeah he could buy um what's that alley crime alley alley called where his parents yeah (laughs) crime alley he could buy crime alley gentrify you know put in some uh put in some late night Places to eat, but well, a cafe, coffee do, shops. He could turn the whole place he do, around. He could do good gentrification, where instead of adding, like, you know, raising the rents, he actually buys that some the building and makes it, like, you know, rent controlled. And so, see, there's so well, many other things. Jesse, there's so many. Th- Jesse, let's not get into the realm of science fiction <laughs> yeah, here. Okay? Because, <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> we we got off talking about just an insane man who loves beating up mentally ill people we need to talk about the person yeah. who who <laughs> is who is actually like an alien or a demon obviously because okay. there's a pretty long like explanation about like you know the I, actual like you know the skeptical look at what this is but i was just oh, like sure sure no, fuck off i don't need that <laughs> <laughs> don't bring your Petty logic into my spring heel jack stories. Like, I, I know, I know what it is. It's the guy who just like you know scared a bunch of people, and then like the story got out, and then you know. No, and then once they started writing plays, there were like four plays in the 1830s or 40s about this guy. So, like, it's kind of like after um, <clears throat> after Close Encounters, really. Well, I was going to go out Close Encounters, but similar Spielberg vein. Um, after Close Encounters, suddenly every alien in abduction-type films looked like Close Encounters aliens. And those came from the reports of, like, um, oh, Betty and what's-her-face, her husband. But, you know, they, they came from a few reports. But before then, aliens, you know, there were the avians and the and the lizard people and the, and the blonde Nordics and all this. And then all of a sudden, the majority of things look like that. Uh, look like the the close encounters aliens because that's what people knew and similar similar thing with spring hill jack once the play started coming out suddenly everyone's going to describe him just like he's in the by the way i am going to be getting into aliens eventually on this i i did my senior thesis on um aliens and even though that was in the uh early 1940s um i think i'll remember enough that uh that i'd be i I would enjoy at least listening to that um, by the way, if you couldn't tell, um, Rob kind of has like a sliding age. Um, he's he's at least two hundred <laughs> right now, but like it kind of kind of goes all over the place. Uh, but it's uh, it's all to hide from creditors. 
Yeah, you can't collect on someone who's 200 years old, because how would they be alive? Yeah, and is it, you know, and Rob is my name today, but... Uh, or tomorrow yeah. it's going to be Rob in your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not, Jesse. And you go right now to the bad joke corner and sit for a couple minutes while I talk a little bit more about Batman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and think about what you've done, okay. young man. Think about well, it. Well, okay, so, yeah, so as I as we keep on uh, skipping, well, fuck off with that skeptical stuff. Don't care. We're ta- <laughs> no, no, I went the crazy. We're, ta- we're talking about what actually happened. Right, the, the real, real thing. The real stuff. And, uh, and that's he was an extraterrestrial. Yeah. Sure. He uh he was extraterrestrial with non-human appearance and features. Mm-hmm. Superhuman mm-hmm. agility deriving from life on a high gravity world. Of course. Which what is jumping ability and strange behaviors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if we were on the moon, we could suddenly jump, you know, a bunch higher. Forget yeah. how much. But yeah. yeah. Uh well. So, you know, he could be that. Or he's demon. Yeah. Demon. Who was yep. accidentally or purposely summoned to this world by practicals of by practitioners of the occult. Oh, sure. As as you did back in Victorian yeah. times. Uh, or or he made himself uh, manifest simply to create spiritual turmoil. <laughs> Well, that's the weakest of the ideas. Like, hey, it just kind of well, appeared. So far, so so far. Like, you know, first first part of the paragraph, just like, okay, he's he's a he's a non-human entity that you know was on a high gravity planet. You know, I can I can get that, but at the end, it's just like, well, maybe he's a demon, and maybe <laughs> someone summoned summoned them purposely or accidentally. Don't know which one, or. Or or a person, or it just is like, hey, I exist now. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, on vacation, seeing the sights, the big city of London, coming from his otherworldly dimension of eldritch horror and whatnot. And uh, suddenly people see him, and, and he's like, oh, man, I'm in the papers. Damn it. It's trying to be cool here. So um, authors, particularly uh, Lauren Coleman, Lauren Coleman, Coleman and Jerome Clark lists. It's always the tough. It's always the tough yeah. names that get it's you. O- just. Yeah, it's always the tough names, not the really easy ones to say. <laughs> Lauren and Jeff. Yeah, but uh, they list Spring Hill Jack in the category named Phantom Attackers. Typically, Phantom Attackers okay. appear to be human and may be perceived to be prosaic criminals. But may also display extraordinary uh, abilities and or and slash or cannot be caught by the authorities. Interesting. Are these related to that Phantom Menace I've heard so much about? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the Phantom Menace. um, It's. uh, I'm just going to let you dangle here. You just let me. (laughs) <laughs> I just set you up to fail. That's what I do. That's See, what like, I, I was do. just like, yeah, rift. Well, let's let's rift off of this thing <laughs> that should be really easy to riff off of. And I like to, I like to call a dead end theater. <laughs> I just like to plow you right into a dead end and see where you land. Well, it's 
audiences. It's love okay it. because we're both dicks to each other today when it came to jokes. So <laughs> yeah. So a phantom. He's generally just vague and uh, unknowable. So yeah, um, that's Springhill Jack. Hmm. So. I'm going to go with what's already probably been written many times, or at least has a lot of art devoted to it on DeviantArt. I'm going to go with a steampunk interpretation where it's all in the boots. The There's these springs that come out, kind of like, um, uh, what's Jack in the Box from Astro City? Yeah. You know? Springs come out. He can jump really high. He's some kind of inventor. He made this mask that looks like he's shooting out fire. And uh, he's gone mad, and he's taking it out on London for for spurning his scientific advances. Hmm. Well, that's my take. My take is that I don't know. I think a dude just attacked attacked a couple people, and then there was just like, <laughs> oh, he breathed fire. And he jumped over me like a like a goddamn leaping man. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the ground, so and he jumps, and he must have been 13, 15 feet. Uh, yes, I was on the ground, so could have been three feet. Could have been a foot and a half. I don't know, but it looked really high from where I was. So, yeah, uh, let's get to my favorite segment. Uh, make it YA slash make us slash make it sexy slash just make a story. So, All right, I'm ready. So, what is your idea? What would you what would you so, do to make this very popular with today's youths? Well, today's youths, which of course I'm very attuned to, um, given my youthful age. <laughs> uh, right now you're 37, but tomorrow you may be 200. No, I may be. And uh, you know, so I would I would go right to making our gang references. Um and no. Um, so if I was to make this, all right. <clears throat> so picture this. There's uh it's gotta have it's gotta have the perfect combination of romance and angst. So we go the Twilight. Route, okay, okay, okay. And there's this uh it's it takes place although but it takes place in Victorian times. Because oh. you know, kids kids are like more uh kids are getting more into the period uh, pieces. Uh, period pieces, oh. thank you. Um, and so it takes place in Victorian times. And there's a tortured young scientist whose father is a clergyman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, a clergyman. okay. I like this. There's already a little bit of maybe maybe he's picking yeah. picked up a little bit of Darwin's books and everything. Yeah, yeah. And his father his father his, doesn't like his it. Father, you know? his, and so you've got that angst. His father's right just like, Well, where's why isn't there a crocodile duck? Right, right, exactly. Where is the missing link? Where there's got to be that missing link. So he, uh, but he loves science. He loves science, and so that's why he uh, decides that he's going to, um, he's going to invent these things, these these boots or whatnot that can make him jump, and this cloak that can make him kind of invisible in the fog, and uh, all these different things. And he's tortured by the fact that what, during his when he's inventing these things, he accidentally kills his father. Hmm. And so he lives in the remains of their ancient mansion. And then who moves next door? A young comely lass who tries then to discover what's going on in the strange house next door. And they fall in love. 
Spring-Hilled Jack and Jill. Ooh. Ooh. So okay. Her name's okay, Jill. Obviously. Her name's Jill. Yeah. yeah. See. So that's see, okay. Okay. Yeah. So here, here's what I would do. We'll keep that part. Of course. No, like, I'm not joking. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that part. But we make this, like, super old-timey, like, superhero stuff as well. All right. And let's, you know what? Let's make Spring Hill Jack in this. Let's make him a villain. Let's make okay. him a, As yeah. he was. Yeah, let's as make him was. a villain. As, as he's a villain, you know. He's a sympathetic villain, though. But ah, Phantom of the Opera yeah, kind of a thing. He's sympathetic, and you kind of want him to get away with stuff, but you know he shouldn't. And but then we introduce a bunch of other people. Now are these are these um, his compatriots or his kind of the GI Joe to his Cobra? See, I feel like I feel like there should be like uh, like like a Bobby who's like like a super Bobby. Yeah, okay. like I like yeah. this, like unbreakable kind of a thing. Like he's just tough. Yeah, he's and, tough, and like he's you know mm-hmm. he says oi a lot. Oi. <laughs> Um and uh like he's just like and he's always going after Spring Hill Jack. And then I feel like I feel All like right. Jack the Ripper needs to make an appearance at some point. Oh, you gotta have Jack versus yeah, Jack. He- like that's when Jack, even though he's Spring Hill Jack, even though he's bad, like there are t- there are things that are too low yeah, for him. And and like and like they him and the super Bobby team up. Cause like, you know, yeah. I like it. Uh and um <sighs> What else? What else would be a good one? Because like I want to put like you know like a woman on this team, but you know they wouldn't be a. Uh... Oh no 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 no! You're thinking too small. Of course, there's a woman on this team. There, okay, she she's the daughter of the local. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And uh, she is. She doesn't. You know, she's not very ladylike. She wants to be more rough and tumble. And but at one point, she gets into. A situation with Spring Hill Jack, where he starts to attack her, and she's saved by the Bobby, and so she becomes his kind of uh, his compatriot because she, being in society, can find out information that the Bobby can't, being a lonely, lowly uh, serviceman. Oh, okay. So, so it's like the Oracle. So she- she becomes his oracle exactly because she, you know, she has access to the telegraph. She has access to people. Like she, she kind of always knows what's going on. So she becomes his oracle and occasionally gets into the adventures as well, um, because the Bobby's taught her a thing or two about oh, fighting. I, I like, like it. I like that. Yeah. So, and of yeah. course, it would it would all be like very repressed and everything as well because it's Victorian ages. Oh yeah, there's no actual you know romance or anything. It's all just uh, talked about endlessly and parlors and also like i mean we need to bring in some like colonialism as well some point yeah okay all right like like alan quartermain kind yeah. of a thing um oh well the bobby okay oh all the right. bobby the where... bobby could have a manservant from from the dark exactly. continent he's gonna or yeah from india or from africa no, no, probably india, india, india i'd say india yeah so he's got kind of a manservant um, that he normally t- typically couldn't afford, but for some reason, his father, the, the father of this manservant, owed him a debt. So his son is filling out the debt and fulfilling the debt, and um, he helps him as well. And it turns out that he's very good at certain skills that the Bobby's not good at, like puzzles or something that helps them along their adventures. Yeah. I like, yeah. And then of comic relief, you gotta have comic relief. What would that be? Hmm. 
Um, I feel like the comic relief would be, huh? I'd almost because we're because we're we're adding a little bit too much to the uh to the good guy side, right now. <laughs> That's true. Okay, right. So Spring Hill Jack. Is- Needs somebody to talk to. Yeah, and I feel like it would. You know what? It would be. Um, it'd be like a a Moriarty type. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like okay. not super, but really intelligent. But some kind of super intelligent underworld yes. figure. Yes. And All maybe, right. and maybe, like maybe to add to the repression thing, maybe they have a thing for each other. Won't explore I, it, but if you see it, I like that. Very, very obvious. I think that's great because you've got you don't need to have a real romance, but you can have that undercurrent. Um, add a little bit of kind of portrait of Dorian Gray to it. Yeah, I and like that. Speaking of a really just really gay thing, portrait of Dorian Gray, just really gay. I, oh, really? I didn't. Well, huh, I didn't see it, it at all. Well, see, Interesting. There's, see, there's a lot of. <laughs> see, I think there's a lot of interpretations of. Uh, Literature for I need to correct both of us. It's picture of Dorian Gray. I always get that wrong. Yeah, well, the picture. Yeah, but like, uh, I mean, a lot of the interpretations of it is is, is very gay. I actually read it for the first time ever last year, Um, even though I was alive when it came out. um, I just missed it. And I binged it, um, as the kids say today. Um, And yeah, that's it's super gay when you read it with today's eyes. It's great that way. But it's 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 a it's kind of amazing that you could get away with things like that at that time it was all, it, it was uh people knew more than they than they than you think they knew but there were still a lot of people who were big fat dummies who had no idea it's like when people uh, for the longest time thought Li- liberace was straight <laughs> <laughs> so I still don't believe it. There's no way. I mean, I know, I know, I know people no, did. Come, I know my parents no, like, did. As they, as a person, old. as a person who whose great whose uh, whose grandmother loved Liberace up until until <laughs> like you know he was gay. Oh, yeah, really? I was just like, I love, I love this, I love Liberace, I love how he plays his pianos and everything, and then and then like it's just like he's gay. Well, no, he's some Satan. Oh man, that's uh, oh no. My mom, my mom would still love but, him. But uh, as, but uh, no. But this is this is the same woman who watched like she never watched Modern Family before, and mm-hmm. it happened to be an episode that was very um, the gay couple. Uh, I forget what their names are. I haven't watched. I haven't it watched in a, few in a while. Years. Yeah, but, yeah. I know one is guy's name. Yeah, Cam. but, but that's like all in I the know. gay couple, it was a very light episode for those people. For, I mean, for the gay couple. For those, for those people. people. Yeah, my people. Jesse, those yeah, people. Yeah, my people. You know, the gays. Um, but, but, okay. You speak for yeah, all of them. I uh, But it, it was a very light for, for, the, for the gay couple. And they didn't really come up that, you know, there's a gay couple in this show. So she watched this episode yeah. for like 10 minutes and then they came up and, you know, they kissed or something. They'd be like, I don't like this show anymore. Oh. Uh. Yeah. She was also the same person who told me that I, that um, it's it's not it's unbiblical to, for 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 people to uh, make children outside of their race because their yokes are not equal. They're not equally equally yoked. A what? Yeah. 
<laughs> she said this to per someone who is mixed. A what? Yolks, Yolks aren't Yolks. equal? It's, it's hard to explain. I knew what she meant when she said it, mostly because, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, hey, maybe fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Hey, Grandma, Grandma. Yeah, uh, thanks for the uh, $5 check on Christmas, and uh, fuck you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's the same person who said that to me. Wow. Thought it was okay. Wow. That's not, that's, uh, yeah. huh. And the thing is, she doesn't oh. seem, she doesn't really appear to be super racist. She always treated me just as well as everyone else. I see, I'm still picking that apart, though, because she was always very nice to me, and, like, she never really, you know, she treated me like the other boys. Well, that's, that's the thing about, like, the weird thing, is that it, it feel- people can be one-on-one with people and, you know, have relationships and be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so, whatever, but then, like, hate what they're a part of, but they don't, there's a dissonance in their head where they're like, oh, yeah, but that's just Jesse, yeah. you know. It's so yeah, weird. But yeah, that's a thing that I I need to still pick apart to this day. Hmm. Um but yeah, so yeah, hmm. let's just say that uh religion definitely does not create sexism or racism. Oh no. No, no of course not. And as no. I said before, religion is not entirely bad. It's just mostly bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's not what you believe, it's what you fucking do with it. So just keep your opinions to yourself, people. Yeah, All right? you old woman who thought it was okay to tell a 12-year-old boy that he shouldn't have sex with a white woman? Because we're not equally oh. yoked? You goddamn, <laughs> goddamn assholes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. wow i yeah well I, it's um, not okay it's hmm. it's almost okay but interesting it's not as bad because like i because like i'm half hispanic well i'm i right. say hispanic because you know hispanic can be white uh brown sure. or black uh, yeah very varied race there um but i have a black aunt who hmm. well she's technically halfy but you know i say black aunt did I say halfy? I did, did say halfy. That's what we call each other. <laughs> okay. But, okay. So. I was like, for a second there, I was like, hmm, do I hit the hate crime no, no, buzzer that's, now? No, that's what we called each later. other. Because like, we're halfy. Because okay. it's because uh, we're in a mostly white family. That's kind of, pl- I kind of like that. You must have bonded with her because so, you had yeah. that. No, we did a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so... Uh, warning, I guess. I'm about to use some real old-timey slur here. But uh, she was she was called... Uh, she, uh, one of our great aunts accidentally said uh, s- said uh, said Negro around her. And also one of... An, another super old person like in our family accidentally said Jigaboo. Close to her. Ooh. Oh, that's and that's that's the kind of old timey racism that you just don't hear no, anymore. No, see, like you know, because like you know, maybe let's just say Gee, certain because wow. like old timey old timey slurs, except for yeah. ones for Jewish people. The ones for Jewish people have a diff, like have a just a certain spice to them that makes me cringe. But like old some old timey slurs are just like kind of fun, and then whenever you see whenever you hear like a old person use them, just like. Yeah, that's you sound ridiculous. So I am 
I'm also, I don't know about Haffy, um, but uh, <laughs> my my dad's from my dad's Mexican American, and my grandparents were from Mexico, and my mom is from Spain. Um, and she came over after meeting my dad in so, Europe. So colonizer so, with colonizing. Yeah, Ooh. it's an old world, new world thing. So they get along really well. Um, but for us, the thing that when I was young, my brothers are, I have bro- two brothers that are way older than me. And I'm giving details of my life for no reason. Um, but I have two brothers that are way older than me. And for some reason, for some at some point in the 80s, the term for Mexicans that people would joke about was beaner. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, like, when <laughs> and that just went away. Well, see, no, see, like, my um, my nickname in middle school was Bean. Yeah. What the hell, man? That was crazy to me. I never, that was like, I mean, you hear worse stuff, but like, that was just this weird kind of benign, that, that, to the people who were saying it thought it was benign at least, like, oh, yeah couple beaners yeah you're so, like what oh it's it's weird and odd and uh yeah racism it pops up in weird ways but uh yeah. speaking speaking anyway, of yeah. how had, did we this get to that nothing, this has <laughs> nothing to do like i could say the venture brother one was like you know related that that yeah this one went off this one went off you know and it's we usually stay so tightly to the uh to the purpose of the podcast yeah. jesse I'm, I'm surprised with both of us yeah really. like you know this was just a tight podcast where everything was <laughs> everything was it was almost scripted it was, it was <laughs> yeah no that's that's why they call us that's our middle names in the business is uh on topic you know and uh this is uh, this is an odd time for us to be talking about other things. So let's talk a little bit about X Man. So <laughs> X Man was uh, the multi dimensional version of Cable, and a clone of um, taken from the uh, cells of uh, Scott Summer Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey Phoenix. Yeah. And not, huh. not not the Let's other. L- it, it, this is this is uh, not the other clone Strife. Uh, no, 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 no. Stroyf was a direct clone of Cable. No, please. No. Let's not get these confused. And for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, go and live a happy life and ignore this completely um, because you're better off for it. But whatever. Uh, we're done, I guess. With, with All right. Spring Hill Jack. Let's, let's do, we need to do any kind of a capper mm, here? No, I like Spring Hill Jack for the most part. Just seem, I like seems him too. Like, like, good- at, at worst, he's an old timey sex pest. At best, uh, just just a dude who just uh, probably assaulted a couple people, and everyone was just like, and he was twelve foot tall with horns and wore a white suit and had mint juleps. And if if you're going to have an encounter with a sex pest, at least have it be a somewhat supernatural encounter. That's what I always say. Yeah. And Springfield Jack, he's good. Is he a cryptid? He's only a cryptid if you go by the definitions that some people have come up with of why he was really more of an urban well, legend. I feel like, I feel like I would classify him as a humanoid cryptid. Cause okay. you know, along the sides of like, you know, like the Bigfoots and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Your squatches. Squatches. As yeah. It were. My, my, yeah. uh, you know, like the megalo squatch and the, the, the Fido squatch, which is a squatch made of nothing but plants. Ooh, That's, I just made I just what? made that up, but I just like the, I just uh, like the I word like Fido. It. 
as as, as sure. a term for plants. Um, sure. Um, this is sounds like uh, Plant Man V two. Yeah. Um, and could work out really well yeah, for so. you. I'm sure we're going to have to record this three more I'm times. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, for the most part, like I feel like he's pretty cool. I like him a lot. Um, hope, I hope he yeah, wasn't a sex pass, but he pr- definitely was. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I hate to say it was of the time. Everyone kind of was, but uh, he did have some cool attributes. You know, the jumping is interesting. It's different than flying or floating or anything. I like that. Again, cool costume. Um cool powers uh with flames and all i I like him i think spring jack is a good and proper cryptid in the uh encyclopedia of cryptids yeah yeah he's a human he's a humanoid a flying humanoid yeah Yeah. and what is he It could be like bat boy we don't know we don't know what he is under the cloak so yeah i think i'm pretty much done Uh, so let's do plugs um, once again, if you want to listen to my particular brand of nonsense, you can listen to the Interrupted Tales podcast at interruptedtales.com or um, look for Interrupted Tales uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, I think you might get a kick out of it. Yeah, um, I have a podcast called Alphabet Flight where I talk about the uh, alphabet. Um just, just with a bit of alphabets. Uh, <laughs> it's alphabets and flights of whiskey all night long. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, it's weird because you know it should only been one. One. <laughs> well, you know what? My favorite episode is the Cyrillic episode. You really, boy, you guys were yeah. Funny but no, I, I actually I talk about I talk about uh, Marvel characters uh, three times a week. Um, by the time this comes out. Maybe it'll be the Professor X episode or the one before. Oh, Maybe, no. People need to listen to Professor X whenever that comes out. People need to listen to it. Let me tell you, if you're not listening to Alphabet Flight, people listen to it. It's great. Um, unfortunately, Jesse only gives me the crappiest of uh, Marvel characters whenever I come on, which I'm sure is not a plot against me. Um, but uh, it's really Actually, good. You podcast. know what? No, it's, it's not going to be Professor X. It's going to be right before Professor X when it's. Going to be and actually no, it's going to be Professor X. I I got it. Uh, who who is before Professor X? Professor Plum? Uh, no, Princess Python. <laughs> That's and and I, I may surprise you, not a five year old girl, but <laughs> invented ri- written by a five year old girl, right? No, I don't think so. Princess anyway. um, Python. Okay, All yeah, right. but uh, yeah, uh, you'll also hear about the Circus of Crime. Oh, okay. I'm into that. But um but yeah, so for the most part, just you know, listen to Alphabet Flight, um, listen to the other episodes if you haven't already. I don't know if there's a lot of Spring Hill Jack fans, but you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and please rate and review this uh, podcast yeah, on I've I've iTunes. never said that on any of my podcasts. I'm saying so. it for you. That's why I'm saying it for you. Do it, people. Just do it. This is so this month which doesn't matter when you're listening to it, but the month I'm in now, I'm, it's my it's my uh, uh, resolution to review as many podcasts that I like as possible because I don't do it enough, and it is the number one way that people discover new podcasts. I know I'm on a sandbox. I don't care if you like this podcast. If you like Alphabet Flight, please, 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 just take five seconds and review it. Um, even if it's just the number. Here's here's a, here's a sample. Write a few here's words. A sample. 
Wowee. Sure is great. And now all I want is for you to have like 10 more reviews that say the exact same thing. So everybody out there, just just write a review for this. It just says, wowee. Sure was great. That's it. <laughs> like if you're out in the middle of the night, maybe don't get caught up by a sex pest. Bye. Nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>